Welcome back to another Saturday morning, morning skate, uh, obviously without Ked because it's in the AM and he is never in the AM. Uh, but I am joined today by the Boston Unites crew, the Beanpot 3, the Tres Amigas de Beanpot, uh, <laughs> Mary Chiapa from Women X, Linda Lundergren and Kelly Dyer-Hayes, uh, all three Northeastern alum, all three witness to history at the Women's Beanpot. And we just figured it would be good to come on, talk about everyone's impressions, catch up, and see what's next for this uh, mighty trio. So, who wants to who wants to go first with the biggest takeaway from or or uh, uh, iconic image from the night? I think you should go, Mary. Well, someone told me that you know we all as Americans focus on you know data and specific outcomes and to remind ourselves to think about the feeling. And I would have to say that is what my takeaway was from last, from January 23rd. Um, it feels like just last week, but um, the feeling of we made it and possibility and the crowd, young and old, I hate to say old, but <laughs> coming together for this uh historic event was beyond anything i have felt in my life and so it was absolutely incredible to just hear the cheers see the young people bouncing around singing um people bumping in to each other uh, in the hallways um, Beanpot Hall of Famer saying, I remember the days when I could hear the coaches screaming at each other during the championship. <laughs> and like the snack bags opening up, you know. And and then one Hall of Famer said, We had to go to the balcony. Can you believe it? There were no seats. And so she was just thrilled to see everybody there supporting our elite athletes and then honoring also the women who came before them and saying, these are the women's shoulders we're standing on. And they are the ones who played the game, you know, showed up and made that night possible for them to be playing at the garden. So. My answer is a little shorter, but uh, I would just say, you know, as Mary was commenting, sort of just the feeling is just the power of the energy in that building. Um, and again, just really focusing on like the community that came together from all walks of life uh, was really quite remarkable. But really just a couple times, I just sat down quietly by myself and just like took a minute to feel it. And I was like, this is absolutely incredible. Same. I mean, uh, I think that's what you, or Mary originally said, you know, it, it didn't sell out the, the upper part of the arena, but it sure felt like every seat was full in that place. And, um, you know, I, we had our download meeting as a group with the wider group uh, this past week, and we were talking about it, and Allison Quant Westgate was saying God, the concourse was just bumping, like everybody was just the energy, the kids, like you just – you felt it. And when I walked out, you know, we saw the number before we went out to the, we were at the Northeastern uh, pregame event 
and we were getting the number. We were getting the updates like hour by hour from the garden people. And we saw the number up at 10 or so really up there. But when I walked out from the concourse, when the um, announcements were starting for the starting for the lineups, I was with my brother and my sister-in-law and I was like, we got to go, we got to get out there. We got to, and we couldn't find a seat, but I walked out the concourse and I just looked around with the lights off and I like, I started crying. And my, my, my sister-in-law was like rubbing my back and I saw a couple former players and they were like, Hey coach. And I was like, Oh, you know, just, I, I just, I was overtaken uh, completely. I did not expect that even though I knew the number was up there. So it was awesome. So I got there really early because I was didn't know where I was going or anything. You know, I've been to many Bruins games and it's always crowded. And the biggest thing to me in terms of the difference was just how happy everybody was mm -hmm. to be there. Um, even after the first game, uh, like BC people were still like, oh, we lost, but what a day, you know. And and I, and I, I talked about this on the podcast. I literally was like Forrest Gumping my way around the garden. Like I had, I got on the elevator for the first game. I was walking around the sixth floor on the concourse before they were letting anybody up there. I literally did a whole lap and didn't see anyone except for a security guard. He's like, are you lost? I'm like, not really. I know I'm supposed to be up higher, but I went down. I, it was so, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a clinical thing up in the press box. Like no one was, you know, they're not supposed to cheer, whatever. I do it all the time. Me and Todd are always jumping up and down. But the, um, I went down for the warmups and I sat behind the Northeastern net while they were warming up. I was like probably 20 rows up just cause I wanted to see the vibe of it. And it was, it was awesome. It really was. It felt like, like a, like a late round NHL buzz, you know, like, Maybe like the conference final type feel. I've never been to a Stanley Cup final, so I don't know. I can't compare to that. But it that's it had the feeling, and it was like, and it was like a one. It that's the beauty of the bean pot. It's two games that don't mean anything in the standings, but mean everything to the players in it. You know, yeah, it was fantastic. I I can't. If you haven't ever been to a bean pot, I suggest you go next year to the women's. It's just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Did you did uh? Is there any like besides the obviously Irving's goal? Were there any like moments of gameplay that stood out to you that you were like, ooh, or anything like that? Anything pop? Oh God! Um, no, there's way too many. I mean, I was yeah. there were already. so many. I mean, I the the just how the game you couldn't have written a better script, mm. right? For both, games. For For both games. games, right? Yeah, exactly, Kelly. You yeah. know, like BC went in, you know, as the favored. And then Harvard won in overtime, right? Shootout, and then, right? It went to shootout, didn't it? Yeah, shootout. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And then um, Northeastern, you know, had one, one point, And then in the last 30 seconds, yeah. you know, I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable games. They, yeah. and, well, I think we were talking before this, Bernie, and you said, like, I, I just – I'm obviously grateful that we won, but I'm so grateful that we won in the first minute because <laughs> I don't know if I could have taken, you know, five minutes of that or what, you know, whatever. It just, it, it was great to win, but it was, it came so quick and yeah, like I said, I was in a, a box with about 20 Northeastern alumni and we were just jumping around like we were toddlers, you know, I mean, it was, it was really fun. So 
Yeah, it's funny you talked about the and it was very loud, like in the bowl or out even in the balcony. But there's something it must be something that the acoustics of the TD Garden that from the press box all the way up, you can hear the refs talking to the players. It's so bizarre. At one point, um, Mia Langloy was in front of the net and Lily Brazis was in the corner. And I could distinctly hear Mia yell Lily from the press box in the first period. It was the weirdest, like, how acoustics work. And I don't know if that was intentional, if that was just a design thing, and that's just the way it worked out. be a good question for the TD Garden people. But it was really, it was a weird dynamic because it didn't feel as loud. And then in between periods, I would walk down to go see friends, and it was deafening. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's really kind of a weird dynamic there. But, yeah, what a, what a time. I mean, I, I think in anyone's, uh, anyone's, vision of this or hopes i'd say this was a resounding success i mean yeah. new england record they just had they just set the canadian record for the pwhl for women's hockey and it was two thousand less than what was at beanpot so wow. yeah they, but you know did you see that just as a side uh i think the montreal toronto game is eighteen thousand. yeah coming crazy. up and they're gonna play. We were joking on the podcast. They're gonna go. They're gonna play at Scotiabank, right? When yeah. the Leafs play, and we were joking. I, when I do the document for the for the, if I do the document for the podcast, I always like slip lines in because Jimmy will just read and not look ahead. And I was I put in that for that uh, regarding those games. I was like, well, since the Leafs will be out in the first round, that should be available to the PWHL the rest of the way. <laughs> and he just read it and he was like, ah. See what you did. <laughs> Nothing better than upsetting Leafs fans, in my opinion. Well, it's um, funny because you ask us, you know, a little bit about it. Maybe I'm stealing one of your questions or one of your no, no. but um, like what's next or what yeah. do we want? And I just, you know, this has been such a incredible experience personally. Um, having played the role that I have in the program, obviously at Northeastern, but been in women's hockey for so long. Um, I was telling Mary that I felt like, geez, did I feel relevant? You know, did I feel like I really like it probably since the best well, you were, you earned that. Since yeah, I coached, yeah. Right. But I want to, I say that because I really, um, the relevance of this and everything moving forward, this game in Montreal, Toronto, like it's just, it's, it, the trajectory is straight up like a rocket right now. And, and that's why we want to really, kind of locking what's going to happen next year with the bean pot with the garden group and continue our relationship with them to be tight um, sure. and not let too much time go by so that we can really continue to grab onto these things that are happening and use them as momentum. Yeah. yeah. I really feel like the energy of one thing is building off into the next. So the energy yeah. that was created around the women's bean pot at the garden is influencing the professional league and vice versa. And even just overall college play. And then, you know, we're we're certain that it's giving, you know, exposure and role models for for the youth, boys and girls, to see this level of play. Um, so I, I really think it's all building upon itself in the most magnificent way. And actually somewhat organically, because of course, you know, our focus was on the women's bean pot here, but at the same thing, the PWHL is, has its focus. Um, so it's amazing. And, you know, when we start to cross over and pull this all together, we'll be that much stronger. And we're, I don't know when this is going to be released, but we're recording this Saturday morning. And two nights ago, the PWHL was showcased at the All-Stars. Yeah. So, that and that's NHL. Isn't that great? I mean, and uh, friend of the podcast, former guest, Alina Mueller, it looks pretty good out there. 
So well, and how about Kendall Coyne really likes to have the NHL All Star yeah. weekend? I mean, remember her speed skating yeah. uh, display that she did that really lit up the world. Um, and then I think what you have three assists and a goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was incredible. Not and, too um, shabby. <laughs> they all look so natural out there, yeah. you know, again, like the whole elevation of expectation and, you know, not even a sign of uh, performance jitters uh, playing at that audience because it's become more of a norm. Yeah, which is good. I feel like it's like a like, you know, they say when you surf and you got to catch that wave just the right. Yeah. Way. And I feel it's a very similar like the swell of women's hockey has been building. And it's I don't think it's anywhere near a crest, but I think it's that upward trajectory you know and i think I just, there's so much work still to do and where you know oh, we right. want to be really cognizant of you know we really need to push this next event because the second time is is going to be harder um in a way you know hopefully we can harness this momentum but i also think you're just talking about um it's expected i think kelly you said and uh, you know we want the day when it's not unusual to get eighteen thousand people in a building for a women's hockey game, you know, and that the bean pot is more than 10, six and it's usual. Like, well, you know, we'll never stop pushing for, you know, the, the next best thing in, in this realm. But at the same time, like, you know, the goal is for this to be the norm. Yeah. I, I want to say, um, so just for reference, the women's bean pot championship game last year had, 1,346 attendees. Really? And in our debriefing call, um, Coach uh, BD, as Linda calls him, um, said that that was typical. You know, they maybe they bo boosted up uh, uh, numbers here and there on an anniversary, but that was the typical. So when you think about you know, 1,346 attendees to 10,633. That's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I like the phrase, if you build it, they will come. But it doesn't emphasize the building and how much work that is, right? And to your point about, like, you're riding the wave, or what causes that wave? A storm, yeah. right? So we need to keep mm -hmm. that storm going. And that requires investment. That requires working to continue to build on that momentum. Because just like a plant that needs water to grow, if you stop watering it, it will die. Mm -hmm. That wave will flatten out and die if we don't keep the storm moving forward. And that requires investment. And so, you know, I think we need to keep that momentum and keep reminding and uh, you know getting it out there that it takes work, you know. And those athletes are showing up playing at a high level. That's commitment to their game, right? And we need to reward them for that. Um, and we need to support our college athletes who are working incredibly hard. So um, I think next year we'll definitely sell out. I think it will, I mean, there's no going back, right? People right. will remember it as being sold out, right? They will remember that buzz. And everyone I spoke to, I mean, a friend of mine was, couldn't make it because she was at jury duty and was running late. 
The next day she went to jury duty and someone was there and somehow bean pot came up and uh, he said, I was there. It was amazing. We're a hockey family and we decided to go and we were blown away. So we've, um, you know, set an expectation. And so people will come back. They will buy their tickets as soon as they're released. And people who didn't come will say, I have to be there. Right. But that's going to take effort of, you know, in three months, people will be like, what? What was that? You know, we have to keep it top of mind for them. So, okay, well, that's perfect. Then what's the what's the plan? You know, where where are we at? What do we need to do? What's let's let's what's the call to action? Like uh, what's what's the forecast? Is there a timeline? You know. Well, from our perspective, I think the the um, the next step is to grow as a community. You know, um, I know at Women X we have a community where you can join, and we have events, and so we'll have virtual events that people can attend. We'll start to really take this and build momentum. There's a, a WNBA game August 20th being played at TD Garden with Connecticut Suns. Uh, there's you know momentum going with the women's soccer team here in Boston. So really build a community around women's sports in Boston. And I'm excited about that because I was thinking this morning on my run, you know, the women's game is not just for women, it's for everybody. And that was what was so exciting about that event. uh, Women's Bean Pot was seeing everybody coming together. The women's Frozen Four is going to be at UNH this year, right up the road, too. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that'll that be a good event, which I wish they would do a little better, a little better marketing with. But that would that would be a good event, regardless of who's in it. That'll be fun. Well, Brownie, you know what they need, right? You guys? They need women X. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, would, that would, I mean, that would be a good, like, hello, I'm Mary. How can I help? Yeah. Yes. That's what they need. But it does. That's what, you know, stimulates the energy. And that was what brings together the community as well. So those two things, when they unite, uh, we see the results as we did with the bean pot. Um, the other thing, Brownie, I loved your analogy about the wave for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, but also not just the wave of women's hockey, um, but to, to the discussion we were having, I think it's a wave of all of women's sports. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another great asset pulling it all together. And it's great that women's hockey is right in the mix of it. Because again, in my years growing up, we would see, you know, the more popular, more traditional female sports getting the attention. And we'd have to kind of like remind them that women's ice hockey was there. But again, now women's hockey is in the mix and is expected and considered to be there as a strong representative. So it's great. But I, I love your your wave analogy for all of women's sports. Well, it's, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's what it feels like. And, and I wish there was there was only some connection with Hockey East and UNH, some through line that maybe, oh, is it the director of Hockey East that went to UNH? Maybe uh, give him a quick call there and be like, hey, buddy, uh, I don't want to I don't want to blow him up. He was very nice to me when I met him the other day. <laughs> but that would be a person that I would lean on maybe a little. Um, so when you guys had your debrief debriefing. Is that, I mean, yeah. what, tell us a little bit about that. What was like, what, 
I mean, I'm sure everybody the first 10 minutes was like, oh, did you see this? Oh, did you see that? But then after that, what was the what was the message? What was the decompression? What was that like? Um, I, I mean, I guess I'd just say that, like, you know, uh, we definitely had that, you know, camaraderie chat, like good to see everybody again. And how, how did everybody's night go? Because a lot of us didn't see each other that night. Um, I, I think some of the takeaways are, are um, you know, talking about, well, first and foremost, the call to action, other than building our community, like Mary said, is to get dates. Yep. So that we can get our eyes on the prize to, to know if that semifinal game is going to get into the garden as well the week before. So you know, I, was, I don't want to interrupt you, but is that a Hockey East question or is that a TD Garden or is that a conjunction question? How does that work? It's hard to say. We have to figure that out. We need to talk to the garden. We're hoping to do a download meeting with them as well because we're very curious what their their you know takeaways are so that we can, again, continue to align. But, um, yeah, figuring out the next steps is sort of figuring out the next steps. You know? <laughs> and uh, before you go to the next steps, I just pulled up um, our doc. So I wanted to. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wanted to say what we first said is what were we trying to accomplish? So we outlined, right? And it was to sell out TD Garden. We nearly did that. We did that in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Make history. We did that. Check. (laughs) Demonstrate our community is ready and willing to show up for our women's college ice hockey teams. Did that. Yeah. Build awareness and excitement about the women's bean pot. I mean, some people didn't even know there was a women's bean pot, yeah. right? So we did that. Create best best practices and collect information for future women's bean pot. We did that with our community. Um, grow women's bean pot community. We started that and are building that and engage alumni players from the colleges. Did that with the right. bean pot hall of fame, you know, honoring so we hit all of our objectives yeah that's the check mark drag down phil right good (laughs) so i think next year it's basically sell out td garden by numbers and continue to do those you know to fulfill and meet those objectives um yeah yeah. So I guess, like you said, the date's the first thing. And so has it been, has there been internal discussions about having a consistent date or versus moving around flexibility wise? I know we talked before we were recording a little bit about breaking away from the men's uh, tournament and having it be a standalone event. I mean, what was the, where are you guys at with that? I think our next step is then to continue, I mean, whether you call us consultants or advisors um, with the TD Garden, i.e. Boston Bruins, and really looking at their logistic part of it. Um, but I think our goal is to then lock in a date. Um, we see the strength of the men's bean pot is you don't need to record the date. You just know yep. it's the first and second Monday of February. So something like that, probably stay focused on the January date. It seemed to work really well. Um, and, and being mindful for when the students are back on campus. Um, but the timing seemed excellent, uh, just in the flow of schedules and life and uh, community. Um, so really work to get that locked in date and you know have uh, something on people's schedule throughout the years that they look forward to. It just popped in my head, how crazy is it that you talked about talking to the Bruins, your high school teammate, 
yeah. buddy is the head of the Bruins alumni. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, Bob, it's me, Kelly. What's up? Uh, well, can we... we did that. So, um, <laughs> I know, it's just Bobby... crazy to, to connect that. Like, it just popped yeah. in my head. Bobby was uh, super helpful and also very supportive. He came down um, to see us. Uh, we were on Nesson a couple of times, and, mm-hmm. you know, I saw him, you know, hanging out in the sidelines. Um, always something positive to say. I tried to get him to call, come cold dipping. Uh, but he's also very good friends with Katie King Crowley with the Boston College connection, oh, yeah. too. So, no, he's always been, uh, you know, great in this capacity. And uh, he was kind of key of setting us up to uh, to meet the team at the Garden and the Bruins. That's Bob Sweeney, for anyone listening that doesn't know. Swoop, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, so... How long of, uh, or if there isn't, I apologize, how long of a, like, are you like, all right, we'll let them get through the bean pot for the men's, and then, or are you guys already like, hey, don't forget, hello, we would like to do, I mean, what's the what's the strategy there in terms of timing? Well, for us, I mean, we're just going to continue to collect our information and um, strategize on, we're just going to assume, right, that that we won. There'll be a date announced and, you know, once the men's bean pot is over, I think, you know, we'll, we'll knock on doors again to get this moving, but we're, we're going to continue to gather our information and, you know, think about what um, needs to get done to continue to grow on this momentum. I think what's really cool also just to add in and again a credit to the TD Garden group but we're on a text thread with one of the organizers and um, we've been talking about other things and she's been looking for other information for some other events they're having and just the connection to hockey Um, so we've had some other conversations that aren't being pot related when she was looking for you know someone to come in for some events um, this month for Black History Month so we we've developed this you know relationship and and we're very much uh you know hopeful that this continues especially under you know um under the women x and you know presenting um presenting as that boston unites but also through women mary and women x and in helping them out with some future events um that that just speaks to sort of how we left it with them you know, we're continuing to talk. We're we're kind of patiently waiting. We've asked about the bean pot a couple of times, but we know they've got some things on their plate. So, <laughs> that's such a coach, Linda. That's such a coach speak. Like, make yourself invaluable. You can kill penalties. You can, you know what I mean. You can play the power play. Make yourself that you have to be on the ice or on the playing field. Just yeah, it's such a coach speak. It's it's a great mindset for this instance too, because you want to make yourselves invaluable to. The people at TD Garden, if they're like, oh, who could help us with this? Oh, I know who could help us with this. And then pick up the call, and that's when it starts the momentum and the relationship. Form. Well, yeah. it's infectious. I mean, yeah. personally for me, it's been infectious. Like I said, it's it's lit, lit up a part of me that I haven't, you know, had for probably, like I said, since, maybe since I coached. I don't, I don't know um, when it comes to, you know, the sport. So it's been, and, and the major purpose, it's been really great. Yeah, same with me. It really has energized me, you know, back to wanting to bring my focus of what's next for me back to, to girls, women, um, and and all the, the benefits that it brings. Yeah, and I, I just want to also add to TD Garden, Trisha McCorkle and Courtney DeSano 
were incredible partners. And they, I think it was after the um, second period, between the second and third period, they brought us up and publicly thanked us. Oh, yeah, that's and great. It was incredible. They had, it was Kelly on one side, Linda on the other, and there was a long line of all the people from Nesson and TD Garden, everybody who was involved, and Megan, one of the people from the TD Garden team said, Mary, come here, you get in the center. <laughs> and had me right in the center. They had our, you know, video up on the- We were the holding the bean pot. They were like, yeah. you three, like, they're, they're, here's the bean pot. And they were like, you three stand in the middle and hold the bean pot for this. And I actually want to get a picture, like a, a legit picture of that. Cause I think I have a lot of iPhone pictures that people took, but um, yeah, they were, they were gracious for sure. Yeah. And, and I thank Trisha and uh, Courtney for that because not everyone would publicly thank in that way. And I really appreciated, and you know that it was a incredible partnership we had for that event, and I uh, really enjoyed working with them. So um, I'm really hopeful. I, I loved what I saw coming out of TD Garden. It's a great team. I'm telling you, the vibe of the whole thing, everybody's happy. Everybody's willing to lift everybody else up. It's the rising tide lifts all boats mentality. And it's it's so refreshing. You know, it really is. It's a it's a very different dynamic than you get in a lot of other sporting events and situations. And for that, I mean, it's so it, like some of my guys I play with, are like, why are you covering women's hockey? I'm like, because it's awesome. You know, like go to a game, watch it. It's fantastic. Everyone it's yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, you know, everybody, the NHL gets all the shine, right. And NCAA men's, but I say it all the time with every player or coach I have on pound for pound, the best hockey value in Boston or probably in North America is women's hockey. I mean, it's, um, it's unbelievable. It really is. And everyone, you don't have to worry about taking your kids. You know, that's another big part of it. And the players are so engaging and so willing to. I tell this story about Alina Mueller all the time. When she was a senior, her fourth year, she was a big deal. She always has been. She scored an Olympic goal at 16 years old. I'm sitting there with my daughter waiting for Coach Carp. She didn't know me, just saw my daughter and stopped walking by after an interview on TV stopped, took like a few minutes, like, Oh, did you have a good time? She didn't know who I was this is before I interviewed her and knew her, you know, and that has grown into a, Hey, I'm having on player X. I can shoot Alina a text and be like, Hey, do you have some words to say about this player that used to play with the Northeastern? And she'll take the time to answer. It's they're just great people and they've worked so hard and they deserve all this. Uh, they deserve everything, all of this, you know, yeah, yeah. I, know, I sound like a fanatic sometimes, but I, yeah, I really, I, and I, I, again, we talked about this last time, keep the focus of happy what's happened. Don't get mad at how long it took. Right. That's the, yeah. you know, I keep saying that to myself, but yeah. Well, I think what you're, you're saying um, for me, it's at those events, everyone's winning. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, yeah. and that feels good. You know, it's difficult times in our country and, it's great to go to an event where everybody's winning. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a much more concise way to say it than my rambles for sure, Mary. <laughs> much better. 
Well, I, I think Kelly left. I think she had to go. I, I really appreciate you guys coming back on to kind of give like a bookend to this. I, I look forward to doing whatever little nonsense we provide to help. Uh, I I mean, it's a, it's a spoonful in the ocean, but if we can make a few extra ticket sales by doing this nonsense that, like I said, we've forest gumped our way into, then I'm happy to do whatever we can uh, to support this whole venture, Beanpot, Northeastern, and women's hockey as a whole. And uh, I really want to thank you guys for all the hard work you've done for, as a proud girl dad, the fact that my daughter can go to these games and, you know, get to see women hockey players, it, it's a big deal. Representation matters, you know, and we say that all the time, but to say it versus seeing it firsthand for my daughter is a, is a, it's a big deal. And it, uh, it's important, you know, really is. I mean, we have well, a chicken. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that Brownie, because uh, my kids are four and seven, four year old girl, seven year old boy. And they, they weren't, at the bean pot, they, you know, we moved out of state, as I mentioned. So they were watching on, on TV and they felt very slighted. Um, <laughs> you know, they wanted to go to, they, they're used to going to Huskies. Like, you know, mm. you're in good company when you say you're fanatical because we're all, you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, they are, we're coming in town for February 17th is the alumni day. Uh, a little plug for that for any alumni listening, but uh, yeah, yeah to, to gather again in this exciting time. Um, and the team is playing really well right now. But yeah. Undefeated kids, since the bean pot. No, yeah. touch wood. They're playing later today. Let me knock wood. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, my kids are only four and seven, like I said, and they are so excited to get to go to the Huskies on the 17th. I mean, they're, like I said, they've done that in their past. They're used to the growing up doing that, but they were really, they were excited about that was on TV and that, their connection to the program. You were just talking about Alina and what these, you know, it's just a special, special group and a special place. So, um, but I think the bean pot really drove that for them. Like, oh, now we get to go and they won. And so it's really yeah. cool. I mean, just, they're just so young and they, they're influenced by it. So. Yeah. Well, you think when you go to that alumni, you were talking about all the iPhone pictures, you're going to get a whole new batch when you go to that alumni game from the bean yeah. pot. Yeah, for all the people that you missed that night. Yeah. Yeah. Airdrop will be great that day for all those other pictures. And if you're at Matthews for the main game the week before, my weather permitting, myself and my uh, co-host, we will be doing a live podcast from Matthews, historic Matthews Arena. And uh, Ket Delaney, we have a phone call later. She told Ked he could get in the Paws outfit, the mascot uniform. So I hope he fits in it. And uh, personally, I hope he falls because <clears throat> that would be great for me. But we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'll be watching from afar. I'll be yeah. watching from afar. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for all your hard work, you know. And please go to womenx.org, check it out. I mean, there's so much there. Every time I go, because I'm looking for my little cousin and I've been talking to her mom about it. Every time I go on, I see something. I'm like, oh, then there's this too. Yeah. So thanks yeah. so much Thank for you. your support. Anything we can do to help. Well, that's it for this Saturday edition of the Morning Skate. We will be back to our normal nonsense filled with expletives once we're no longer affiliated with NCAA, any type of event. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys all at Historic Matthews and for even a bigger crowd at the TD Garden for next year's Women's Bean Pot, Boston Unites. Thank you. And uh, now everybody gets to listen to me fumble to find the uh, end record button. Actually, that wasn't that bad. I found it right here. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks.